Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to a quick and fun travel escape? Enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums. Vicksburg is the key to the South. This is a Thunder and Lightning Extra here at supertalk.fm. I'm Brian Haydad, and I'm very pleased to be joined by one of my favorite guys to interview here on the podcast, former Mississippi State quarterback Nick Fitzgerald. Nick, been too long since we've talked. How you doing down there, man? Man, I am doing great, and you're right. It has been too long, man. It's always a, always a good time to come on here and chat. Well, I hit you up the other day because I wanted to talk about the 2017 LSU game, and I thought you had an interesting response. You said, you know, when people ask me about my favorite games, this one rarely gets brought up. Why do you think that is? Man, I I really don't know. I, I think it was, uh, you know, just 2017, like I, I knew how good we were, I guess. Um, and it wasn't kind of just like a big shock to the world. At least I didn't think so, um, you know, to beat them and, and, and how we did it. Uh, I guess in my mind, just it just doesn't really stick out as much as, you know, maybe like a 2016, you know, we beat A&M and, you know, no one ever thought that was going to happen. So this game, you know, as I recall, and it's kind of a similar situation to what Mississippi State's going to be going through this year, right? They started out 2-0, and and then you guys beat a, an FCS team week one in Charleston Southern. You went down to Louisiana Tech and had that crazy game down there with them that had the third and 97 and all that. Yeah. And then you come home to play LSU. They're ranked 12th in the country at, the, at this point. Uh, you know, first full year under Ed Orgeron. Talented football team. But I, I even thought, you know, coming into this game that this was a game that Mississippi State had had a chance to win in. So I guess we'll go back to like the beginning of that week when you're watching film and you're watching this LSU team. Are you seeing, hey, we we can play with these guys? Yeah, I mean, I I completely forgot that they were ranked that too. Yeah. Um, you know, I it was kind of one of those things where we just had such a good game plan. Um, you know, Dan Mullen just had a, a couple run plays that we ran a lot. Um, and we just, anytime we shifted into a formation or lined up a certain way, um, they were leaving an edge, like just completely, completely like, uh, unprotected. Mm-hmm. And so we just brought a lead blocker in to, uh, just clear out one person and you're off to the races. It was, there's just a lot of, a lot of good game plan. Um, a lot of, a lot of good execution. And, and, you know, we really had a lot of dudes on that team. When you look at the, uh, the, the the game itself, you know, the running the football, you were so effective against that LSU defense. You were nearly at 100 yards. Eris Williams had 146 yards in this game. This was really sort of a coming out party for Eris Williams. This was a game where he really showed that he was going to be a, a top running back in the SEC that year. And you think about LSU and, and their defensive line, it, that is really something to be able to run the football against an LSU. 285 yards rushing in this game. As a team, and like you said, that's something you you were you saw in practice and you saw in film. H- how obvious was it in the game itself? Uh, I mean, the I want to say the first play, mm-hmm. the, the first play they got directly into the defense that we thought they were going to. Uh, we I, I I don't know if we were if we called it off the bat or if we just uh, you know alerted to it and hit them for like twelve or something like that on the first play. Um, and it was, I, I feel like at that point, it was just kind of off to the races. Yeah. I, I don't know. Whatever it was, we were just clicking. When I look at this game, one of the things that stands out to me is it felt like you guys were in LSU's head really early. Of course, I remember the pregame. Jeff Simmons went into the LSU side of the field <laughs> with the chain. Uh, oh, with the Keys face. 
LSU had a couple of, of targeting penalties on you in this game. They had a couple guys thrown out. Uh, it just felt like you guys were completely in LSU's head. And that is something that's, you know, usually the other way around. Usually it's LSU that's the intimidator. This time it was Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean, at, at that point, what was it, like the first, you know, home win against them since like 1999 or something like that? Yes. yes. You know, like, you know, whatever it was, you know, they definitely – uh they definitely had us, that, you know, and, and you bring up the, the the targeting stuff, and I mean, I think I think we can all kind of look back on those and maybe be like, uh, you know, maybe maybe think that we got a couple given to us, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe you know, even when it happened, you know, felt like a soccer player flopping a little bit, but um, you know, I, yeah, yeah, you got to do whatever you got to do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, whoever was officiating that game, White Hat, you know, I, I owe him uh, many thanks still to this day. There you go. This was maybe the best game of his career for Keith Mixon. Uh, you, you found him six times in this game, almost 100 yards. He had the long touchdown that really broke the game open there in the, in the third quarter where you, you oh, were yeah, in the, the, that, that play-action fake where I think you had the ball yeah. behind your back, and then you throw it. I mean, literally nobody within 10 yards of him. I always felt Mixon was a guy that, he, if he could have stayed healthy, could have been a much bigger superstar than he was at Mississippi State. But this was a game where he was just feeling his – he was really feeling his best. Absolutely. You know, you, you always saw flashes of it, you know, with him. And he was kind of guy who was a little bit smaller, but he was so shifty. And he was really good with his route running. Um, you know, I just kind of wish that it would have turned out a little better for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had a heck of a game. Um, I, I, the, yeah, hitting the ball on the, uh, on the hip. I remember that one. Uh, I remember Devin, Devin White <laughs> hit me and then he was just sitting on his knees and he was just upset at the whole thing. Ran by him laughing. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we talked about it like day one um, when we were both in the uh, both in the Bucks locker room. We we talked about it, like a couple of the moments from the games. It was it was a good thing to laugh about. Another guy who had a, a big game in this game, and it was talk about a coming out party was Jace Chrisman. Now you you've gone through twenty sixteen, and you know we all remember the kicking woes that year. Oh, oh man, it was, it was tough. And oh, so man. Chrisman comes out there, and Mississippi State fans don't know anything about him. They just know that Mississippi State has a new kicker this week, and his name is Jace Chrisman. And he goes three for three. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) did you know? Did you know that he coming out on the field, did you have confidence in him from that first kick on? Man, you know, I just want to be honest. It it was kind of one of those things. I just didn't really trust our kickers too much up to that point. Um, You know, I've seen him do it in practice, and, and, you know, practice is great. Um, but you know, when you really have pressure, the lights on you and everybody looking, um, it's a little different and whatever I thought before the game, you know, I was, I was definitely thankful for him afterwards for sure. The last touchdown of the game is one of uh, my favorite plays that you guys used to run and you ran it again, the egg bowl in 2016, you hit Malik deer for a touchdown. And this one, you hit Dedrick Thomas, where it looks like you're faking or you're making a quarterback sweep. And then you yeah, throw the ball, cool and there's, you, yeah. there's nobody there. They they all think it's a run. Everybody bites on the run. Talk us through that play. What was it called, and and and, and you know why was it so successful? I I say I say that back. I know why it was successful because everybody <laughs> thinks you're running the football there. But it, two times I remember you guys running it, and it worked per, to perfection. I, I want to say, and you know, the coach Mullen will be upset that I don't remember it exactly. Exactly. Um, but I, I want to say we we used to call it twenty four twenty five pop. Um, and it is exactly how it sounds. You know, you just – the flower receiver came up, you know, it just broke down like they are going to block, and it just kind of popped right over them. And, 
generally safeties are screaming downhill whenever we start running the ball anyway. Um, but it was always one of those things that surprised me because looking back, like watching film of both of those plays, um, you know, Ole Miss and LSU, you know, I, I ran the ball like so slow, like standing straight up, like running almost like parallel to the line. Like it was just <laughs> hard for me to believe that I actually was tricking anybody. But uh, I get, you know, I guess just the motion, you know, how much we ran the ball uh, and they had to respect it. But it's, I just remember just looking up and just being like, well, just don't overthrow them. You know, just 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 get it to them. Yeah. Great game. It's a game that, you know, I, I feel like it kind of gets lost in the shuffle sometimes for some reason. When you ask Mississippi State fans about LSU, especially since Mississippi State has only beaten LSU three times in the last, you know, 30 years, it feels like. I think that's right, actually. You know, that and you have, this, you have the two. But you think about, you know, the game in Baton Rouge when you were, I guess you were a true freshman in 2014. That was that was a wild one, man. Right, and everybody remembers that because it was the first one in so long, and it was in Tiger Stadium, and Dak has that crazy run that everybody yep. remembers. You have the other game in 2020 where Costello throws for 600 yards, and you know the first game of the Mike Leach era. And then you have this one, and I think people forget about this game sometimes. You absolutely dominated an LSU team that was ranked in the top uh, 12 I think they finished the year ranked in the top 15. I know they won nine games that year. They were loaded with NFL players. I'm just looking at the, the, the roster here. There's there's all sorts of guys who are playing on Sundays right now on this team, and and you, you won by 30-plus points. What was the feeling coming off the field that night? Man, I I, I will not lie. Um, that was that was a that was a great one. That was that was a great night. Um, you know, definitely got. Definitely got loose that night. Um, <laughs> had, had a couple had a couple beverages, you know. I think yeah. well earned, and uh, you know, you know, just just enjoy yourself. I think I think there was a I think there was a DJ on campus that night. If I don't if I don't uh, yeah, if I'm correct in that, and I, I think I went over there. Um, yeah. Had a great type of man. Just the feeling of it, and and again, it it wasn't a shock, you know, to to me or I, I really think anyone else on the team. Like I I truly think we went into that game and everyone knew. You know, we were going to win. I don't think we thought it was going to be, you know, as big of a margin, obviously. Yeah. But um, you know, it was just kind of one of those things where we walked in knowing, uh, knowing we had the guys to do it, knowing we had a game plan. If we just executed, um, you know, we were we were going to come away with it, and ended up just absolutely walking the dog on them, which I mean, made it that much better. Do, when you're playing a team and, and you're and you're up on them like that, do you ever get the sense that they've quit? Uh, I mean, you know, at that level, um, you know, as someone that's has been in a couple of the other sides of those games, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's never equipment at that point. You, you have too much pride and, and, and you have, at least for myself, you have too much respect for the guys that are next to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that are there with you every day going through exactly what you're going through and are right there in that moment going through exactly what you're going through. Um, and you know, they're not quitting. Uh, so, it, you know, it was always kind of like, you know, we're, we're never going to give up no matter what it looks like. Um, and at that level, I think that's, I think that's most guys. Um, but you can always kind of tell play calling changes, um, you know, a lot more runs, just trying to get the clock done, uh, just trying to get out of there before it gets too bad. Uh, but I, I just, you know, I, I can't imagine a bunch of kids just quitting on it. Yeah. What a game. Should be a should be a great one to remember for Mississippi State fans. If you don't remember that, it's that game is available on YouTube. I certainly suggest you go check it out if you want to watch a Mississippi State team manhandle LSU from the first snap of the game on. It was a good one. And Nick Fitzgerald, obviously the biggest piece of that puzzle that night. Hope to see you back on campus soon, Nick. Thanks so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate it.
Of course. Thank you guys so much for having me on. And uh, that, definitely going to be there for the Egg Bowl. Try, try to get there sooner, but I'll absolutely be there for that. Sounds good. If, if, if push comes to shove and they, it's third and one and they need you out there, can you can you get a yard? I, I have a COVID year. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. <laughs> I, think, I think everyone in the country has a COVID year. Um, and even though I'm probably 20 pounds less than when I played, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'll, I'll throw the body at the brick wall for it. I got you guys. You know, most of the time, Nick, people are 20 pounds more than when they played. So c- congrats to you for staying lean, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I will say this: the food was free in college. Um, <laughs> there was there was a lot of free food around, um, and it was and it was delicious, uh, and I and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So uh, yeah, I was I was at two thirty five, two forty, and and then I shrunk back down to like two ten. Yeah, you know? must be nice. All right, Nick Fitzgerald, thanks, man, appreciate it. Have a great one, guys. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.